Welcome everyone to the Space Explored podcast and uh, also the first time that we're in a while that we've done this live over on YouTube. Uh, we're also doing it on our Facebook page as well. Uh, I think we can throw in like six more different things, but I think we'll just stick with YouTube and Facebook for now. Uh, I am Seth Krakowski, Editor-in-Chief of Space Explored, and with us is a uh, new voice, new face, uh, Jared Sanders. Hey, how's it going? To I'm good, how are you? out there on the internet and how, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm good. Yeah, you hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of Jared uh, coming up in the future, future weeks, future months, uh, as he does more stuff with us. And we're going to have him on the podcast, and we're going to talk about some of the uh, the most current space news and some old stuff because uh, we kind of like revamped the whole podcast thing. We're coming back and we're uh, we kind of revamped it and all this stuff. So we're we're doing this, and so we're going to start off with our everyone's supposedly favorite rocket, um, Starship. Uh, did some more testing for the first time and like, oh my God, I feel like it's forever an engine started up uh, down there in Starbase. Uh, so SpaceX conducted, I believe now, like, I think it's like, I think they did a couple uh, more stack fries since we mm-hmm. wrote this article the other day. But uh, uh, so Starship 24 and Booster 7. So this is the rumored uh, pair that's going to launch the first orbital mission for SpaceX's uh, new uh, moon, both rocket for NASA's Artemis program, as well as uh, their ventures to mars uh it's the biggest rocket um being developed right now it's going to dwarf sls which is launching soon which we're going to talk about later mm-hmm. but uh boost 7 did a single static fire a single engine static fire uh, i think it's done some more tests since then and then uh, starship 7 i'm uh, sorry starship 24 gosh i'm never gonna get these numbers right i know uh like <laughs> <laughs> i i think when we this first uh the naming scheme like I mean, the same schemes changed like so many different times. I call it Starship 24. I don't say Ship 24 because I hate, like, no one, you call it Starship. It's like the whole rocket and Starship's also, I don't know. It's so confusing. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I knew this would come like, hey, man, we're going to mess up the numbers so many different times. So, uh, Ship 24 also uh, sacrificed, I believe, two of his engines. Um, they're installing more engines on Booster 7. I think Booster 7 is supposed to have like 33 engines, if uh, the number is correct. Uh, Starship is going to have six. Three of those are for sea level. Three of those are the larger um, optimized for vacuumed, uh, the larger uh, nozzles on the bottom. So uh, there is a video. Uh, they kind of like, of just Starship. They only did um, a video for Starship. And like, those things are great and awesome. Like, I love listening to those things yeah. like, light up. So, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely cool. This is the f- and- oh, good, good. Yeah, this is the first time they've, they've done this in a while. So uh, we're, and there's going to be more, hopefully, coming mm-hmm. up soon. Yep. Yeah, and obviously it's going to be probably happening at some point at another location, right? <laughs> yeah. In the future uh, at some point. But um, yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool to see these things um, keep, obviously, the, the testing to keep going, but also just to uh, to see that iterations are actually happening. And, um, you know, it's not, it's, I don't know, it, it's it's always cool. It's it, Every time you watch it, it still feels like, wow, this is pretty amazing. And I can't believe we've gotten to this point um so yeah yeah exciting i remember i still remember being down there uh i mean some people have i remember before even joining space explorer i remember like i was a big evident astronaut like kind of like member of of his discord and i just remember like the live streams from his tesla Mm -hmm. and the side of the road of like uh joseph uh of starhopper uh doing like i think i think the first thing we did was just uh they just tested the engines like uh spin up like just spinning up and like just the uh what's it called uh pre-burner Yep. of the engine so like just like the, the starting of the engine 
that's all it was and it was like a three four hour live stream was just not knowing what's going on and now it's like they've you know i've been down there twice now and it's just has grown immensely uh their facilities down there and we're now actually seeing something that i think if you told me would be seen last year i think i would probably be like yeah maybe but like i doubt it but it's happening so it's yeah it's it's super awesome to see starship kind of getting to this point um and we're gonna see it's also cool from their standpoint like obviously it's you know it's a big thing in the in the culture right now in Mm -hmm. you know obviously here, here in the u.s especially but um to see them play into the culture and sort of like now you know they've become like oh well this is we're gonna make this an event you know whether it's yeah. just a regular everyday test that they're doing or not you know they're still figuring out a way to like eventize each thing and um they know they're gonna get you know you know obviously it's almost impossible to hide that thing right? <laughs> so they know they're gonna get some kind of footage out there that's not put out the by themselves down there. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's pretty clever the way they've uh they've built the media uh circle around it as well and they haven't really been sharing all that much down no, there it's until all, like it's until like internet tests. sleuthing right That's yeah they like, kind of like do this stuff and it's like you have to like kind of like i mean you have all the different 24 hour live streams that are going on down there yep. but like you have to like kind of pay for them but now they're finally like sharing more videos and mm-hmm. images from down there um which helps out the media more that have more assets from from SpaceX itself. Uh, so that's kind of cool to see that happening uh, more and more. It's the, the so, classic Elon Tesla, we're not going to market to market, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to do a cool things and the, yeah. the media will cover it however they want to media, uh, exactly. cover it. So uh, speaking of uh, uh, this being, of course, being part of the Artemis program, we're actually getting to a very important part of the Artemis program, uh, which is the Artemis 1 launch. Uh, we were supposed to have... Uh, uh, of course, Artemis 1 launch is going to consist of uh, NASA's Space Launch System rocket. They're big. Kind of almost like it was kind of a competitor to the Starship, but now it's like mm-hmm. not even close. They had right. its own very specific goal of launching um, the Orion crew capsule uh, up, up to around the moon. And it's that's going to be its main goal and main main kind of part of this whole uh, web of, of programs going on. And so the Artemis 1 launch is going to be uncrewed. It's going to go um, up to around the moon and back. It's rolling out tonight the engine yep. uh the whole rocket sits on a same thing for these are very similar from i think don't know specifically if these are the same from the apollo program i think they're the same from the apollo program but i don't know they've been rebuilt uh but these mobile launch platforms that we use for apollo used for shuttle now they're using for um for Artemis one of the, uh, the sls rocket as well uh rolling from the vehicle assembly building all the way out to um 39b uh Jared, not Jared Sanders, Jed Locke and uh, Derek Wise are going to be out there for this. I uh, got moved up a day, which rarely happens. Uh, usually things get pushed right. to the right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pushed to the left. Uh, we don't expect that happening for launch. Uh, that is set, set for first launch date, August 29th. It's coming up. It's coming August up, August 29th, man. September 2nd, September 5th, if I remember correctly. Yep. So... It's super exciting. Uh, it's like a shuttle, but on steroids, pretty much. Um, I yeah. don't know if you, you've been in Florida for a while. Have you seen a shuttle launch? Oh, yeah. So gr- I grew up here, um, currently in the Space Coast, and uh, I watched the shuttle launch my entire childhood. Um, so that was always... Uh, I'm one of those space campers uh, from back in the day. <laughs> so grew up in that era. And um, the shuttle was always like the biggest thing. You know, like every launch was always like an event. And obviously back then... It was more of an event because it wasn't as frequent. So, um, yeah, you know, it, just imagine like if we were waiting around for Falcon 9s, you know, 
at like six to eight months at a time or even longer in, in yeah. some cases. Right. Um, I do remember like back in the day, my dad would uh, buy passes and they would be like these paper placards. Uh, I wish I actually kept some of those, but they were for the, the launches and you'd go out. And I remember being so disappointed as a kid when they'd scrub because it was like, who knows when they're going to actually, re, you know, re yeah. schedule this thing. Um, but yeah, those guys are going to be out there tonight covering it for us, which is awesome. This is the third time now, right? Third time this is rolling out, which is cool. Um, and obviously yes. this is the most important, possibly the most important version of it rolling out there. <laughs> um, yeah. And they just, um, part, of, part of the reason why they moved it up is uh, they just, uh, Space Force, US Space Force, uh, just certified their uh, launch report system. Um, so that's the system that, uh, in case the launch has to, uh, you know, at the terminate the launch, it will kind of it'll blow up the rocket. And yep. so there's not going to be a, a massive, uh, what is this now, like three, four stories, probably, probably even more, probably like 10 stories tall rocket, uh, you know, barely yep. towards uncontrollably. So that's that's the thing they certified. And they actually certified it for 25 days. Um, okay. <laughs> Jared just mentioned in the chat he doesn't want to see it come back. Uh, <laughs> good, yeah, good call, man. Good <laughs> call. You want to see this? Yeah, we want. Yeah, we do want. We only want third last time rolling out. Um, and the only time it rolls back is when there's no more rack on its bed. Uh, yeah. so they certified that for 25 days versus 20 days. Uh, and so that actually gives them more time for them to be out on the pad. Uh, they can only be out in the pad, like I said, for 25 days uh, until they have to roll it back to the vehicle assembly building. Um to recertify the re to do it to do a test on the um on the abort system before they roll it back out so that's why they have these like uh weird like uh launch there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going into these launch windows because it's right now like i think it goes up to like the 7th of september i think it's at like, the 28th to 27th uh, the 7th of september uh and then it goes to like the end of september and like beginning of october and then it goes to like another month like they're right. like it, it's yeah, really annoying <laughs> at least like i kind of I kind of like this better than like if it would be like a Falcon 9 where it's like, okay, like it can just keep pushing forward every 24, yeah. 48 hours. Yeah. This is like, okay, I'm going to set my trip. A little bit I'm bigger of a deal, I'd say, you know, that yeah. they, you know, they have to have these, uh, you know, probably bigger precautions. And obviously since this thing has so many more, you know, um, tasks in the future, you know, I think it's probably important that they, they sort of test them out. Yeah, uh, and JDF yeah, minute forty hours between times. That's why you know we kind of have staggered out um, uh, launch attempts. And but then they they have like the because of orbital mechanics with the moon, you have to like push it back on the month and all this other stuff. Yep. So uh, it makes sense. For, it makes my life easier for traveling from Wisconsin down to Florida because I can just like yeah, I'll just travel for this week and a half, and then like yep. I don't have to like uh, I think I last year I think I did a trip where I just bought a flight down. I didn't buy a flight up. I'm like, I'll just buy a flight up whenever the thing launches. Yellow man, down there. one way. I think I was down there for like a month <laughs> almost. Uh, Derek and I, just, I was just hanging out at Derek's place, and yeah, I'm after a month, you know, with playing with someone. Yeah, okay, time to go, time to go. So, uh, <laughs> and you're so, yeah. coming back. You're coming back, right, for this one? Yep, coming back down to this one for a week and a half. Uh, it's gonna be super awesome. Another uh, one thing we gotta mention that uh, on this uh, Zach uh, Hall uh, wrote about this over on our sister site, Nine to Five Mac, uh, that they're doing an iPad on there. Mm -hmm. So the iPad's gonna have WebEx, and the iPad's also gonna have Alexa. Yeah, let me let it's, me just I gotta chime in before we get to how mad is Amazon right now because it's not a fire tablet <laughs> and how mad is zoom because zoom like you know obviously with the pandemic and just the way life has sort of evolved with work from home zoom was sort of like the leading candidate right they were yeah. you know, like the, the bell of the ball for for quite some time with 
um, with conferencing. So how pissed are they that they missed the boat on that one, right? And where Apple's just like, yeah, we got an iPad, but why did you use Siri? Like, well, come on, we all know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why we don't use the Siri's great. Like, you know what? It it adds those items to my grocery list. It's very good at that. But uh, the plan is to do uh, pretty much for engineers on the ground to do um, the use WebEx to talk to Siri to do certain tasks. And uh, it's kind of all doing a whole test for a whole like system they want to uh, launch up and for, for astronauts and stuff like that in space, which is super interesting. Uh, and I think yeah, Zach mentioned on the Happy Hour podcast, like, oh, we didn't have an iPad on, on Sen 5. So like, hey, look at us. Like we're, we're evolving. I'm like, hey, good, good job, Zach. There we go. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of cool that they're using like consumer grade tech to do these uh, these tests, you know, because obviously they could build something super proprietary and something that they could you know, run, you know, almost seamlessly right within their mm-hmm. own system. But it's kind of cool that they're using consumer tech. Yeah. And I think that the idea is that this be like a kind of like an information system for, for yep. pilots instead of having to like look through manuals again, ask to ask a, I guess, Alexa uh, to, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine. I just, I just, I'm just waiting for the day on a stream where, where an astro goes like, Hey, Alexa, like, you know, I'm yeah. sorry for every single person. I just triggered Alexa on uh, listen to this. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, do you think everyone just asks like a question? Because like before they had the light, they had to go down the ground and ask a question, but they like, right. just ask uh, Alexa their like tech question. So. Do you think that um, it's going to have like a humor setting, like they kind of uh, illustrate in in um, in uh, man? Now the movies, of course, slipping my mind. In oh, Interstellar, like, yeah, <laughs> like humor level, like tar. I just hope it doesn't get to like Hail Night, like like the Hail Night Thousand, where it's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it locks you out yeah so but yeah this is super cool to see this like kind of, see, see the kind of technology that's going out there um yeah this is what it looks like it, it looks very spacified so you wouldn't even mm-hmm. tell us as a it's an ipad i think originally they mentioned it was a just a tablet and then we asked and they're like yeah it's an ipad I'm like, okay, yeah we cool. need well we need a tablet that we trust right yeah i don't know <laughs> it's probably the best one out there so yeah um but yeah artemis one coming up here in a in a fortnight now, uh, just shy of a fortnight. Yeah, well so, played. But by the way, well put. A fortnight. I love that reference. Uh, I, uh, that credit one hundred percent to Nathan Barker. I saw that on Twitter. Nice. Uh, he, he tweeted. He was like two. Like, it was like fourteen days, two weeks, a fortnight. I'm like, yeah, fortnight. I want to use that. So before we uh, before we roll off of uh, Artemis rolling out, nice. Can we just talk That's about cool. really quick? Um, just sort of, and I know you're you'll, you'll be joining us down here, but. Just the, the the amount of hype that's sort of happening, um, and obviously it's not hype; it's it's the real deal. But mm-hmm. um, it's crazy. I think they're estimating over a hundred thousand people to to travel in to uh, to Cape Canaveral and to the space yeah. area to come and view I, this thing, which is nuts, man. I think it's it's pretty crazy. And I'm uh and I'm out viewing with the public. Uh, we we had limited on, on space where we can yep, all have same them here, down man. there. And so we're like, oh, where are we going to view? Like, yeah. we tried getting tickets to. Uh, the Field of Heat, Kennedy Space Center. Uh, they have those great viewing patches. Um, I was in the wait list to get it. And within like, I think I had like five to 10 more minutes left before I could buy tickets. They sold out. Oh, man. Um, and that was within like an hour, two hours, I think. Yep. Uh, of them like going on sale. So, and like then all the rest of them sold out like pretty quickly after that. Um, sure. So there's going to be plenty of areas to go public wise. I think I'm, I was there for DM2 and that was crazy. Dude. So I'm I mean, expecting this something thing very is similar. Huge. You're going to be able to see it from all different viewing angles and all different, you know quite yeah. quite a bit and uh and so there's gonna be yeah public public stuff all up and down us one 
Um, Playland is probably going to be closed for the most part. Probably Maxborough Bridge would be a good spot to view it from as well. Anywhere from like the North Titusville area. I have, I'm a pass from like, from helping people try to find places to launch. Like, I know so many different areas. Yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, going to be a great place to see it. If you can get there, you might want to camp out. Um, we're talking like, I remember, remember Zach camped out. I camped out for DMT, yeah. like partially like in my car in the back of like a, the, as a, a Mexican restaurant. There's, just parked in the back, knew the owners, so like I knew that it was cool, I knew it wasn't the bad of areas, so I just slept in, my, slept in my car, and uh, uh there's also going to be uh, Starfleet tours, I know they're, they're hooking stuff up for, for boat nice. tours, and, and um before the launch, after the launch, probably. Nice, which is um, awesome, if you get a chance during. out there, definitely um, hit those guys up and take a tour, that's that's a really cool those vantage are really point, yep. yeah, that a lot of people don't actually get to see, so that's a cool place to experience, just looking at the launch pads and the rockets. This might be the first time I remember I've joked with uh, with Steven, the guy who runs it, uh, several mm-hmm. times about just get just get a cruise ship, and he's like, it's probably the first time that I might have enough people that they could probably get a cruise yeah. ship because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people trying to get for those tickets as well. Which are yeah, this one's probably going to be limited by how many boats they can get than how many. There's usually how they're limited by how many boats they can get versus how many people they can. Uh, get yeah, I would so imagine security is probably also going to ramp up in the water area because. Oh yeah, Coast being Guard here, be like this is yeah, yeah, this is a pretty large boat community, so I'm sure everybody that has a boat is going to try to get out there and mm-hmm. uh, and put their boat in the water that day. Yeah, moving on to a uh, another rocket. Uh, we've this this goes into the uh, the war with Ukraine as well. Uh, so uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this year, there was a kind of a big. Um, kind of uh, a question about Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman launches their Antares rocket, which is a, um, a small medium ish lift uh, rocket capable of launching the Cygnus spacecraft has, has been pretty much its only um, um, mission. Uh, there's been some uh, ride shares along with it, but primarily you have to go along with a, a Cygnus spacecraft. And that is the kind of the partner in crime to SpaceX's, you know, a cargo dragon, which goes up to the space station and docks and, and has a, a cargo that, um, you know, Food, science experiments, and whatnot uh, up for the astronauts up there. The first stage of the Antares rocket, the uh, the fuel tanks and the booster stage, is built by a company in Ukraine. And then the engines, of course, are built and bought by um, Russia. Uh, so when stages came down, you know, Russia kind of pulled away any sort of uh, ability for U.S. companies to purchase more Russian rockets. The RD-180, 180, I believe, is on the... Um, Antares and 181 is on the Atlas V. ULA is fine. ULA builds the, uh, the Atlas V. Tori Bruno said that he has enough engines. They're fine. <coughs> but North of Grumman on the part, I reached out and they said they only had two. Enough for two rockets. Uh, two launches. So, uh, so that's four in total. Two, two rocket launch worths of it. And so they needed to come up with an option. So uh, finally, they came up with uh, uh, they partnered with Firefly Airspace. We saw them. They do their now, the Alpha rocket out there in Vandenberg that launched um, didn't successfully make it to orbit, but pretty big step for a first-time um, company to uh, to launch a rocket. Uh, and so they're coming up with their second launch pretty soon, and there's some pretty good hopes that they're going to um, be successful on that one. Firefly is going to pretty much take their beta first stage. It's going to be a lot of changes to it. It's not going to just be the beta first stage, but they're pretty much their beta rocket, which is going to be a larger medium-lift rocket, and adapt it to, to Antares. So they're going to take the same engines that they're developing, same number of engines actually as well uh and then put it on a, a first stage attach the entire upper stage and uh a Cygnus spacecraft and launch it out of virginia i have yet to see one of these things, things launch they're super cool you get super close because uh, it is a smaller rocket mm-hmm. um 
I'm happy to see Northrop Grumman like gets to survive because that was kind of the biggest question. Was like, all right, uh, <laughs> now what? Like, what's going to happen with Northrop right. Grumman? Like, I know there was like the the question of their like commercial viability was always up mm-hmm. already, um, and now a big blow to like their manufacturers. Um, so they've they're able to come back. And the funny thing is like you know the the whole point of uh, then the director general Dmitry Vergozin. He uh, was like, oh, we're going to crush or cripple the U.S. launch capability. I'm like, yeah, well, it's kind of done the opposite. Uh, it's kind of become like more of a, you know, it's kind of strengthened us now that, you know, ULA is going away from Russian engines mm-hmm. uh, with Vulcan. And now Northrop Grumman was like the only thing you hurt, but that's going to be going away uh, with their partnership with Firefly. Along with this partnership uh, is an interesting thing. Once Northrop Grumman, uh, they have... Uh, they have a couple launches. I don't remember. I think it's like seven or something like that launches left with NASA. They're going to develop their own rocket. They're going to own medium class rocket. This will probably compete with um, some of the rise shares with Falcon 9, um, but mostly probably with uh, Rocket Lab's upcoming Neutron mm-hmm. rocket as well, uh, which, is, which is going to be really interesting to see um, that kind of come up. So they also going to yeah. be launching some more Fal- uh, Falcon 9s too. Uh, if uh, while in development, um, if they need to have. Um, an option to launch a Cygnus, they're going to launch on uh, SpaceX. Yeah, like you said, I mean, obviously, completely terrible situation to you know start off to mm-hmm. put put the to put Northrop in you know in that predicament. You know, obviously, the situation with with the war that happens that's happening, I should say. Um, yeah. But you know, like you said, on the other side, you know what they were trying to do, it actually did the the, the opposite, and it sort of helped change their minds. And you know, sometimes it's that drastic change that needs to be you know sort of put in that front of you kick in the butt to yeah, kind of like move yeah, on yeah, yeah. And it, it's it was an like unfortunate a, situation but you know yeah it's always these two rockets always been in a weird like a weird areas that they're launching yep. um north grumman didn't really never really launch at least entire summer launched the national security payloads but you know atlas 5 launching some of the most sensitive and important payloads to national security and they are using you know <laughs> russian-made rockets right, right. And they actually you know russian-made engines at least and, uh, you know, they even had, you know, I don't know how much uh, ULA had with um, Russian personnel to help with the engines. Uh, they, Elon, um, not Elon, Tori Bruno has said that uh, when they, when Rogozin pulled any personnel from the United States to help with the uh, the engines, Bruno was kind of like, we don't really care. I guess he did. Maybe they never really needed them. Right. Uh, maybe Northrop Grumman is different, but uh, maybe they only had like one or two people. So it, it always was an interesting thing, but now they're going to be uh, pretty much coming back and, uh, we're gonna see some new engines. I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm finally I, my car comes in like hopefully like a week, uh, not a week, a month or so, and hopefully the next one I'll be able to drive out there and see it because I'm super looking forward to seeing these nice. things uh, launch, especially with the new uh, Firefly booster. Yeah, and it's always cool to see something new, right? You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, always super excited to see something new. Yeah. I, I've been I've been close to Wallops. I've actually been out the Wallops. I've been to DC a couple times, so I'm looking forward to finally like making that drive. Like an hour to south and nice. See yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's awesome, right? A lot, a lot closer to where you are, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, super awesome. Uh, next up, uh, we've had another Northrop Grumman, not Northrop Grumman, New Shepard. Gosh, two word new whatever. Uh, <laughs> new Shepard launch <laughs> from Blue Origin. Uh, this one's interesting though. Uh, they've they've kind of become a little boring because oh man I, yeah it's i don't like, want to say it but like they, they are so cool like it's still a rocket like still launchers like they are cool because it'd, it'd be cool to actually maybe go to one and it's see almost it, like but... dances with stars <laughs> <laughs> like in the it, rocket it world is. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it is like it is like, but from like watching from the outside, it's like you just seen a bunch of rich people go to space. Yeah, um, and sometimes they'll throw a celebrity in there and make it interesting. But the last couple, they really haven't thrown out a lot of like big name celebrities. Um, this one caught my eye because uh, Dude Perfect. Yeah, uh, I'm younger than you. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of YouTube, and uh, Dude Perfect was very popular when I yep. was uh, when I was in high school. They were just starting out um, and coming up, so it's cool to see. Uh, I haven't really touched with them base since I've like probably since like I was a sophomore or junior high school, but. Uh, they've seen to have, have had great success and, uh, in partnership with the, well, the partnerships with the NFT space, weird thing that, uh, if you're reading through a website, nothing really adds up, but, uh, it's cool to see that one of their guys, uh, they had a whole series of, um, of competitions between the, between the two, uh, all the, uh, all the dudes and, uh, uh, Kobe Cotton was the one who won, uh, and ended up going up to space. So it's kind of cool to see YouTubers going to space. Yeah. I'm sure you care. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no it is that so uh just like you i you know i didn't grow up watching them but i do remember when they got their start um mm-hmm. you know going from shooting you know trick basketball shots to now you know doing competitions to get a, a chance to launch in space is pretty crazy um and actually this one this one's actually a pretty good video uh if you watch them they're, they're actually each launching their own rocket that they've put together and assembled. And, you know, they've, uh, you know, obviously each rocket's a little bit different and has its own thing. The one with the highest height wins and, you know, the, not to spoiler alert, I guess we should call out, but, uh, yeah. um, but, the, but, the <laughs> but the competition yeah. they did for this was actually pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like you said, I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's just a bunch of rich people going to space, but it is cool it to is. see. This is that sort of social, cultural thing that's just been happening in general right with like the will smith um skydive or uh grand mm-hmm. canyon jump a couple of years back with um with uh what are those guys name i can't remember the youtube group um i can't i can't remember but anyway that yep. you know and again this is just like sort of youtube crossing into more of the, the cultural significance um i mean these guys have like 58 plus million subscribers so they're a big deal you know it's not like they're a bunch of nobodies but uh, but yeah, it is cool to, to to see them sort of put like pseudo celebrities up there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's also like I, this was it was nice to see like you know this is the opportunity to see kind of like the space industry take on a different form of uh uh that it gets to play into this YouTube world where like mm-hmm. it's no longer like space space flight and rocket launches were like kind of like always like it was just companies and like. Governments right. and stuff like that, and I'll push it aside. And I was like this weird, like since North. Uh, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like, every single time. <laughs> new Shepard. Uh, when New Shepard and Blue Origin came out, and they started launching, and of course you have Virgin Galactic who who launched like a month, like, well, a week before for them uh, crewed what's like their full flight, but like full crewed flight. Uh, they haven't launched since. But I've seen, you know, Blue Origin has kind of like succeeded in this like weird market of of yeah. You can buy a ticket for like I don't we don't it's know kind of entertainment right yeah like it, you can buy these tickets and like you can also like hey maybe if you're a company you want to have like a cool like thing I and mean, you're gonna get a lot of press of, uh, attention yep. out of it um, and you're gonna get a lot of uh, you're probably a lot of time with some pretty important people like you're probably gonna get some time with with uh, with Bezos like it's, yep. you're probably paying a little bit of that as well um, you get to kind of have this thing and you're gonna I don't I don't know anything about this Mundeo company like i looked at their site and like it really doesn't make a lot of sense and it really doesn't look like a, a smart investment if you're looking at doing stuff i don't know anything about it but um uh you now people all know who they are and like people are right. also talking about them so yep. like 
it was definitely smart on their end to, to partner up with, with Dude Perfect and do this. And probably other companies are going to do it in the future uh, or charities yeah, or, it's like, or whatever. So it's like part marketing. It's like um, like almost putting your name on like a stadium. Uh, Pretty but much. Obviously not for, you know, for a short years. term. Just, yeah. 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 But it's you know around that same realm, like yeah, you'll get your name thrown out there in the in the major culture, right? All the all the giant news outlets are picking it up, obviously, and then, um, yeah, like you said, the the time you get with the people on there is probably really important, um, mm-hmm. and you know, just overall, just a good marketing play. It is so that's something something to keep an eye on in the future. Like who else kind of like pulls mm-hmm. into this kind of like a weird pseudo advertisement slash you know, marketing uh, opportunity to, to kind of get a ride up on the, a new shepherd and the amount of people who are like, you know, who else is going to go up this? It is, it is kind of fun to read the bios when they come out. Like we get sent the bios from, from blue origin of all the people like, okay, that's cool. I mean, it's not really newsworthy, but like, it's cool that they're going this, right. they're going to ride in this rocket. Like, um, so maybe it'd be different. If we actually got to go out there. Like, I remember we reached out, um, to try to get someone to go to, uh, be on site for the first crew launch and then we didn't get in but um it'd be really cool to, to see like you know to get out there for another one just to see the launch because that totally. might be maybe that'll be different i don't know maybe we'll feel different yeah i will say launch. like blue origins version of how they actually do the launch coverage i think is interesting because they you know yeah. obviously there's only so many ways you can sort of film a rocket live but um yeah. they do have that one sky cam i'm not sure if it's a helicopter or a drone or a drone, or yeah, a probably a drone. Yeah. Probably either but, one of those. but it's it's actually kind of a cool angle it's almost to the point where it looks sort of like it's a render like a cg render it, um it yeah. kind of looks fake right but it but it's mm-hmm. just because of you know how that area of the country looks um where it's yeah. just literally you know a plane and then sky um yep. But yeah, it's. I think it's kind of cool how they they've actually covered it. Um, it's just a little bit different take than you know SpaceX is is doing than you know obviously NASA does. Yeah, Blue Blue Origins live streams for New Shepard are like it is a sales pitch. It is like totally like like here's what you do if you can buy a ticket. Like yep. and then if you want to apply, like go to email astronauts. I think it's say like astronauts at blueorigin.com. Um, and uh, but they do get to have like I mean they are like uh you know more of a tech company like they're kind of spun off of amazon mm-hmm. and so they kind of like uh it might change the things up and they do have some pretty cool unique views and it's cool to see the rivian trucks come out yep um but the only time i well now that they're out and uh, being sold like i guess i've seen one out in public uh I was <laughs> one down, in the wild I, i've seen one in the wild and it was in the weirdest it was in like sunrise florida which is like not an ev town at all florida right uh right. like that's like it's a it's like an older part of south florida um and like i just did not expect to be driving around and be like oh okay rivian that's not where i expected to I've see s- one <laughs> yeah i've so. seen a couple here pop up in on the space coast area like uh but yeah i mean yeah they're they're starting to definitely pop up and i'm waiting for the suv to show up i want to see one of those. yep yeah so like now that, but that was kind of a cool always a cool thing to see a part of their streams yep so with the, with the rivian trucks and yep. yeah they're all unique stuff Finally, uh, as you see, uh, if you if anyone has been to our live streams before, we had Hubble images behind our, uh, our background, and now we get to do James Webb images uh, because it's now up and it's out and uh, it's posted some pretty cool photos. Uh, I think behind us is saying what they call the cos- cosmic cliffs, which mm-hmm. uh, hit pop culture pretty big with the memes uh, for for like a month now, and uh, so that's it's always cool to see. But they released a new one uh, called the Cartwheel Galaxy, and uh, pretty much the Cartwheel Galaxy is not really one galaxy but two galaxies have collided and uh they kind of get to this weird spin-off uh event going on from the outside it's kind of like a, a wave and they have a lot of these weird spokes going in like it's a cool photo like yeah it's, it's kind of 
got that Ferris wheel type look, right? It's cool. And you get two other like large galaxies. Mm-hmm. It was like you're just throwing it's like like all these images now have like kind of blown astronomers away because you get like a cool image of galaxies. You learn a lot about star formation. Of course, this is the what we're looking at is the near infrared image. So that's not necessarily it's getting close to the infrared um which you we can't see with our own eyes. Um and it's kind of like a false color image that they've they've created. But the mid-infrared image, uh, which we uh, do I have an image of that in the article? Yeah, I do. Yep. So the mid-infrared image is where you kind of get the, all re- the really cool scientific stuff where you get to see the, st- you know, the scientists learn a lot more about star formation and and like the density of the, and all this stuff that you don't get to see with your, your naked eye, um, which I, I don't know. They look cool. The other ones look cooler because, you know. Because <laughs> all the colors. Human, yeah, it's all the colors, pretty colors. Yeah. Uh, and the funny part is like you kind of like, – I saw one person – and I can't remember who it was, an astronomer talking with uh, another on another podcast. And it kind of goes like, yeah, the cool thing about this is that, yeah, we had a cool galaxy photo. Um, but a free deep field for your purchase of a galaxy image. That's pretty <laughs> much what every single image is. Um, even the the test images were were deep field images. If you don't know what a deep field is, it's, it's very deep, uh, as in like distance and time and depth uh, of an image. You can see very, very far away. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I better, if I, I could, if I would, would have thought and would have pulled up a full res image of this image in another tab. I would have been able to open it and show you guys, like, just zoom in on, like, the real fine speck of, like, a red yeah. light. Like, yep, that's, like, the furthest galaxy we've ever seen. Because I think, I don't know which image it is. Uh, I think it's um, the Stevens Quintet image has, like, the record. I think it's now the record for the, the showing the, the furthest galaxy or furthest speck of light. Yeah, um, I yeah, think it is. Right. But if you just zoom in, it's like, yeah, it's just like this little, like, little Cheeto, yeah. you know, little, little, like, deep red image. And uh, it's for every image that comes out now, we'll, we'll get one of these. I know. It's pretty amazing. And, again, this is one of those things, like, Artemis is sort of doing. It's hitting, you know, sort of mainstream culture on social media or, or you know, even in the news where random people who would never pull up a Hubble image or just any, like, astronomy yeah. image are now, like, holy, you know, like – Holy cow, look at this. This is pretty incredible to look at. Um, I think my favorite one is still the cliffs, um, which is yep. the one that you got up in the background. Which we have in the it's, background. Uh, it remind, definitely reminds me of Asgard, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it um, does. It does. But it, uh, it, yeah, it reminds me of like the the classic, um, like iconic couple images of like totally, the, yep. of all the, the stuff that like kind of like made headlines and in the front of a picture back in the day. It kind of like th- there's a reason why they kept that one for last when they released yep. all the images. So. Yep, got to market everything, right? Yeah, you got to market everything. Everything's got to be marketed. Yeah, it's um, cool. Excited to see what else they're going to start uh, publishing here soon. Yep, uh, every I think they're going to do they're doing stuff like now like regularly. They're going to start seeing so many cool things, and um, super excited for that. Um, other than that, though, I think we got that's all for this week. Um, next week, we'll kind of talk a lot about Artemis because Artemis is uh, is coming coming up, and it'll be it'll be probably less than a week from launch after next week's episode. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about that. And uh, we have a couple, I, don't, I think we have a couple launches coming up too. Some Starlink launches from, yep. from SpaceX uh, coming up. Uh, I think I, I think I'm going to be down there for one. I think hopefully I have to put my name in for accreditation to go on site. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. Like, cool, maybe. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, uh, we'll see some more launches coming up. Yeah. Well so yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Seth Kirk, S-S-C-T-H-K-U-R-K. Jared, where can you follow you on social media? You can find me on uh, my Twitter's definitely not as prominent as yours, but on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram at, and this is weird for everybody, at Hyperlite. It's H Y P R L Y T E. That's just my uh, photography tag. So, uh, yeah. 
and come, uh, come check it out make sure you guys uh like and subscribe on youtube make sure you guys uh give us a review on uh on podcasts and listen to us wherever you guys have uh your podcast apps talk to you guys all next week <laughs> <laughs>